You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 206, Co-Parenting with Confidence, my interview with Mickey Gardner. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome back to the show. And for those of you who are new to me, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Up until now, I've done an interview every 10th episode, and I've decided that I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm still going to bring you amazing guests and interviews, but I'm going to do them whenever it feels right. That's the beauty of being your own boss. You get to do whatever you want. And I have a wonderful interview for you today. But real quick, before we get to that, I want to read a podcast review that was submitted last week by Presur1234 titled Less Drama Indeed. She says, I love this show. It's full of insight and intentional thinking. I have found that each and every episode is precise, to the point, with smart topics, enlightening, and a delight to hear. I have been listening to Pam's podcast for over a year. I feel more empowered, and it has given me a whole new outlook on life. I'm happy to have found your podcast. Thanks so much, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Presor1234. I appreciate you so much. And I'm delighted that the podcast has given you a new outlook on life. That's just amazing. So thank you for leaving that review. And I would love it if more mamas would leave reviews. It helps the show get seen by more people. And the more mamas we can help, the better. Awesome. Okay. Today's guest is my friend, Mickey Gardner. Mickey and I met through a coaching mastermind group. And in January, we vacationed together in Hawaii with some other amazing coaches. And then just last month, she and I went out to dinner here in Florida where she was attending a conference. So I know her really well. I'm excited to bring her to the show. And aside from being a certified life coach with the Life Coach School, she's also a certified conscious parenting coach, a mom to three boys, her son and two bonus sons, and a dog. She co-parents with her ex-husband and his wife, with her partner and his ex-wife. Mickey is the host of the Co-Parenting with Confidence podcast and has a private one-on-one coaching practice where she helps moms ditch the conflict and frustration of divorce and become strong, loving, and confident co-parents without, this is key, (laughs) without the other co-parents' participation. I love it. Mickey is super smart and articulate. I know you're going to love this episode, so please enjoy. All right, Mickey, I'm so excited that you're here on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, I'm like so excited. I'm giddy. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us about yourself, your family, and what brought you to doing what you do as a coach? Yeah. So my name is Mickey. I am a certified life and conscious parenting coach. Um, and I specialize in co-parenting and I really sort of am focused on helping moms ditch the drama and the conflict of divorce and really step into their confidence and power 
um, often without the participation of the other co-parent, which is the best mm. part. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get that permission slip often, but what brought me here, um, currently in my life, I have a 12 year old son. I also co-parent with my partner. He has two kids as well. And his ex-wife, um, I co-parent with my ex-husband and his wife, and they now have a baby. So, um, it's kind of a village. It's like, who's, mm-hmm. who's talking to who? Um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I do have a wonderful relationship with my ex. Um, and it hasn't always been that way, but we've yeah. been able to get there. And so I just am very passionate. I think, as you know, I mean, we're friends and, um, you know, this journey is not what anyone chooses. Nobody gets married thinking, you know, oh, divorce will be okay. You know, you, <laughs> right. you don't bring kids into the world thinking that this is what's going to happen. Um, and the guilt and the sadness and the grief uh, and everything that comes with divorce, I was unaware of. And I sort of traveled the journey on my own, not knowing that there was help out there. Mm. So I'm really committed to being a presence for women who are sort of on the journey so that they don't have to walk it alone. Because, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I heard someone say, you know, always, always have older friends, <laughs> right? Because they've gone through it and they can yeah. kind of lead you, but their rearview mirror is your today. And so I really think about that often, you know, as I'm coaching and, and helping, you know, how can I help shed light? Mm-hmm. Um, and teach the tools and the skills that they need to be able to answer their own questions and mm-hmm. make their own path. And so I think in a nutshell, that's sort of me. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like what you just said about their rearview mirror. And oftentimes like that older friend or the one who's been through it gives you advice based on their perspective now, which when someone's going through a divorce, mm-hmm. it's like you can't even wrap your mind around it being any different. Like you need somebody there to validate what you're going through right now and just, yeah, help you, help you find your own way to peace. Yeah. I always tell my clients that I know in my heart that they are strong and confident and successful and loving. And it's my job as their coach to hold that belief until they're really ready to carry it themselves. Yes. Right. And I think that's what you're saying. It's like, we hold that space and that belief for them, mm-hmm. knowing how extraordinary they are right? until they're able to see it on their own. And I yeah, think and we don't rush them to no. that realization. It's not no. like, come on, let's get there already. It's like, nope, I know that that's possible for you and that's in your future, but like, you're going to get there whenever you do. Well, we just spoke about that for a second, right? And I, I'm sure you do have so many clients that come in and say, like, it's been three years. I oh, should yeah. be past this. Yeah. Right? No, you're past right. it when you've processed it and when you're past it. There's no time limit on that. There's, you know, everybody. Yeah. And then even sometimes when you've like sailing along for a while, something will oh. come up and <laughs> don't even bring you right yes. back. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, okay. So you said, you know, it, I get along with my, co-parent or my ex and wasn't always that way. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got to that place of being able to co-parent peacefully? Yeah. Um, again, my journey was like sort of uh, trial and error. 
and mm-hmm. um, a lot of mistakes that, <laughs> that now in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing, right? Like that's what I needed to do. And I think one of the biggest shifts that was, um, and when I say these things, I'm not like crediting myself, right? He's an active participant in this relationship too. But I think there were two things. One, I decided when I when I decided to get divorced, mm-hmm. I did it with the idea that it didn't have to be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on in the relationship that was traumatic, that was um, very, very difficult for me personally. But in that pain, I still knew like at my core, I love my kid. Mm-hmm. And I need to do this for him. And there has to be a different way than, than the fighting and the conflict and everything that was going on. And so I remember saying to him, I made us coffee. I sat down and said, um, let's call it while we have any amount of good feelings towards one another. Mm. And let's figure out how to do this in a different way. And I think that belief that there was a different way than sort of the movies and the all the gossip and the trauma that you hear, you know, man bashing, you know, mm-hmm. a divorce, negativity, all of that. I sort of chose, I'm going to figure it out. And so I had that kind of, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm going to. And so I really held tight on that, mm-hmm. that we were going to do this a different way and that someday we would be okay. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that belief kind of helped. The second thing that I had to do, and and again, this was hindsight, I can see what I did now was, and I help my clients learn to do is separate the man that I was married to, the man that I dated and fell in love with and wanted to live my life with. Mm -hmm. I really had to mourn the death of that person. He no longer exists. He does. He's living and breathing and married to another woman and has a child, right? Mm -hmm. But the man that I loved and the man that hurt me and all of those things, I had to literally separate it. And now I I had to learn to kind of put that over over here and mourn that and process that. And as a co-parenting relationship, I had to build a new one with the father of my child. Mm Mm-hmm who I had to start to believe had his best interest at heart was doing his best, Mm -hmm. even though I thought it was really awful. Um, (laughs) you know, all those things I had to kind of start like, okay, I, it's actually a different person. And I think this is important because as we're moms navigating this, we're using all of our past evidence, all of our past information. We know exactly who they are. We know exactly how they think, right. But if we're changing, and evolving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have to kind of allow space that maybe they are too good yeah. or bad. Right. But, yeah. um, I think that's an, for me was an important thing. Once I started to understand that it was, I'm always going to be in a relationship with him because of my son. And right. so I actually had to just build a new one. And by building that new relationship, we actually got to have more space. I love that. I love thinking, okay, how do I want this relationship to look? And really just hopefully being able to, you don't have to have a conversation with him 
about it. Even, you know, you can just decide for yourself, how do you want to show up? But, um, I, I mean, amazing that you were able to even have those conversations and talk it out. Um, so one of the things that I read a lot when it comes to co-parenting is like, you know, whatever your difference is, whatever your history, always keep the, you know, your child's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. But, but what have, how do you help people when their idea of what's in the child's best interest is completely different from the ex? Yeah. We're actually going through this in real time right now. Okay. So I have to be very careful because I'm like, uh, you know, okay. to your point, it's right. These things don't, you don't wrap it up, put it in a box and it's done. It's right. not and like, it's not my, like, well, it's also not like married couples don't have the same issues, right? right? Exactly. We don't, you don't always agree with your spouse, but yeah, I mean, how do you, so I remember, and I, I'm, I'm going to let you talk in a minute, <laughs> but yeah, I, really? I remember when I was first going through divorce and being coached this thought that I had that we were not on the same team. Right. And, you know, everything was like, who's in control and who's right, who's wrong. And, um, it just felt so divisive. And so I had to ask myself the question, well, what if we are on the same team and like find all the evidence Mm -hmm. in my brain for how we actually are on the same team. And then that really, um, really helped me to start you know, looking for those ways that we actually were and almost helped me like soften my heart around him. So anyway, go on. You Yeah. I, I love that you bring that up. Right. And it's, um, I always think of it as like a loosening of the grip, right? Cause we get death grips mm-hmm. on these thoughts, these beliefs that we have again, of who they are of, you know, it's like, you know, right now, it it feels like when I think about it, you're like, ha ha ha, you know, like I'm going to get him. <laughs> kind yeah. of like, I know this. And whenever I'm like that, right. Because I I'm human and I find myself, I'm in judgment, mm-hmm. right. I'm in, I'm in, I'm feeling out of control. I'm feeling fear. Mm-hmm. So therefore I'm trying to control everyone around me to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think between coaching and then, um, getting certified in conscious parenting, that was part of a really big shift for me to start to understand what do I have control over and what don't I? And oh, as yeah, let's talk as about I, that. Yeah. As what we do have, I mean, I'm sure you talk about this as much as I do. What do we have control over? Our thoughts, our feelings, our actions. Mm-hmm. What we don't have control over, everything <laughs> else. Yep. <laughs> Other people our children, our ex, the weather, our, you know, like all the things. Mm-hmm. And so for someone who is a completely type A control freak, I mean, mm-hmm. I was, I'm, I'm with you there, sister. Yeah. I mean, you look, look up control freak in the, in the dictionary. I think there I we mean, are. There we are. <laughs> Hi. Um, so for me, it was really, again, that healing process and it did not happen overnight. Right. And it's, I still have to work on it, but understanding I don't have control over anything that happens in his home. Right. I don't have control over what he says. I don't have control over any of it. Mm-hmm. What I do have control over is my experience around it, how I'm going to think. So I'll give you an example, right? Like the one we're going through right now. I don't know if Jason listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're all right with this, but, um, uh, so 
you know, one of the things was YouTube, right? Okay. I don't like, I didn't want my kid to have a phone. Mm-hmm. I ended up like I had to, I had to soften my edges there a little bit, right? When he turned 11 and, but there's no social media, right? I try to put a lot of limits on it, but like any young boy, right? Like he likes YouTube. He likes these sports shorts and all the, you know, all the things. And mm-hmm. so my ex said, well, he can use my account. And I said, I just, I don't feel good about this, you know, but he, my son and my ex are like, it's going to be fine. Uh You know, just, it's going to be fine. Well, sure enough. Right. He's been uploading some, nothing bad, right. In the scheme of things, but just kind of immature content that I'm like, do you really want this out there when you're, um, you know, an adult? And so we have, he's been uploading on his dad's account. Okay. Uh Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, and his dad was supposed to be in charge of monitoring it. Well, listen, we all, I'm as, I'm the worst offender. I have every intention of being on top of it every day and life happens. Right. Right. And sometimes I'm great about it. Sometimes I'm not right. And I understand that I know who my ex is. Mm -hmm. I know how he is. Like, it's not a shocker that it hasn't been monitored. Right. And so we had to have a conversation this past weekend where, you know, I said, okay, I was never on board with this, but we've got to shift something now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think because we have, we have the ability to have conversations that we were able to come to an agreement of like, how are we going to handle this? Right. But part of it was, I could have sat there saying, see, I told you, I told Mm -hmm. you this was going to be a problem. All those things. Instead, I have no control. Mm -hmm. What I do have is influence. My influence is only going to be effective Mm -hmm. in how it's presented. Right. And so I just did a podcast about becoming an influencer in your co-parenting experience, in your co-parenting relationship, right? Because we can't change other people. We absolutely influence every room we walk in with our energy, with our thoughts, with our actions. And so I think regardless of if you agree or have the opportunity to have conversations or resolve conflict together, you still have influence, right? So we got to focus on what we do have. And okay. that's I love. Yeah. I love this. Now, what is the emotion that you have to generate for yourself in order to have that conversation and be an influencer? Because my guess is if you're angry, if you're resentful, if you're judgmental, that conversation is not going to go so well. No, that's, you will be influencing that moment in time with right. anger, with judgment, which mm-hmm. what, whatever you bring in, you will get more of, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I was acutely aware of. Was I annoyed and upset that we were having to have this conversation when I was so sure it was a bad idea, you know, a year ago? Sure. Right. But I think the most important thing is where am I now? Again, sort of separating what happened in the past, mm-hmm. right? I can stay there and get all upset about it, or I can look at what is, what is happening today mm-hmm. and how am I going to try to influence that? Not in a manipulative way, but the feeling that I have to have is love, love for me, love for my child mm-hmm. and the hardest one love for my ex. Yes. So I actually have that on my notes to talk about because <laughs> yeah. Because I, that is like, 
something that I'm most proud of in myself is being able to feel love for my ex, right? I I never thought that was possible. And, you know, you talked earlier about like the examples in the media of like all these messy divorces and stuff. I had that in my own life because my parents divorced and it was, you know, it was terrible. Like they never spoke to one another. There was tons of resentment and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, not open hostility, but just bad energy. And so, um, so yeah, I was, you know, so proud of myself when I was able to feel love and show up in a way that felt mature mm-hmm. and grown up and, you know, and it did, it totally influenced the relationship yeah. to the point where I felt like we had a, we had a great relationship. Now, I don't know if he felt that way or thought that, but that didn't even matter because I was thinking it and feeling exactly. great about it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the point that people are like, you're nuts, right? When you hear this and you might be listening to this and in conflict, right? Or can't imagine ever even being able to stand in a room with them. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a client, we started working together and she was so just grief stricken. I mean, Mm -hmm. two days after Christmas, he walks in the door and I'm done. She had no Mm -hmm. idea, right? Three kids. She just devastated. Mm -hmm. And So we had to really do a lot of work around, you know, just her healing journey in that. But I remember she, she texted me one day and said, OMG, (laughs) he just came in, you know, cause they, he would drop the kids off at the bus stop Uh and then leave. Right. And she would always be like peering out the window and, you know, sort of watching what he's doing. Mm -hmm. She walked outside. It was raining. She said, Hey, why don't you guys wait inside? Do you want a cup of coffee? Mm -hmm. And it was the moment that she realized, like, you don't have to tell him I forgive you and I love you. But when she, I believe, and this is part of it, forgiveness, I think has a really bad rap, right? And it's, we believe that it's some big like moment, the clouds will part and we will suddenly feel all of this for this other person or, you know, or we withhold forgiveness thinking that we're somehow punishing the other person, right? That right. they're going to feel our pain if, if we mm-hmm. feel it. But really to me, forgiveness is just setting down the hurt, setting mm-hmm. down someone else's actions and refusing to carry them anymore. Yeah. And so when she was able to set down that baggage, she opened her heart to be able to say like, just come inside and like, get out of the rain kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right. Like, and it, it was a huge shift for her. Right. And I think it's, I'm just using a little moment because when we talk about being able to love our exes, because I do have a ton of love for mine, um, do I tell him? Right. No, right. no it's not like one day I was like, I love you. No, right. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't need to know. Yeah. Who needs to know is I need to know. Yeah. And the other person that needs to see me loving them is my child. Right. Yeah. And the way that he sees that is that the way that I approach things, right? Mm-hmm. The way that I say things, right? Yeah. He is consistently late. I mean, mm-hmm. consistently. Just the yeah. other day, late for picking up, made this poor mom wait like 20 minutes. I was beside myself, texting and apologizing the woman, <laughs> you know, like, where are you? What do you, like, just be on, because I can't, I hate being late. You know, but one of the things was, I also had to take a step back he is who he is. 
Right. He's always been this way. Mm -hmm. Right. It has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. But if I start in, in front of my son about, you know, how his dad's always late and this and that and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm tearing my kid down. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we forget that our kids are half of both of us and they absorb all that. And so I think trying to be a witness for that and really remembering, you know, that again, I influence more than I know. Mm -hmm. And are we being responsible with that energy, with those words, with Mm -hmm. our actions? I like that. I like that because it, yeah, it focuses on being responsible to our kids for the way that we're choosing to show up. Exactly. That's great. Um, and yeah, and also I liked what you said about it's these little moments. It's not like all walking around all day on cloud nine, loving him. Right. It's just like in these little moments, it's like, yeah, he's just a human trying to get by in the world, just like the rest of us. And, you know, I can, I can have compassion for him. I can try to see things from his perspective without necessarily agreeing with it or liking it or anything, but just, you know, having compassion, I guess, is the best word for who he is. Yeah. And I think where else that shows up, and I don't know if this has been your experience, but the more that I'm able to do that, the more that I'm able to have compassion and love for him actually helps me hold a stronger boundary, Mm. helps me have a, hold a stronger line because there are things that happen in his house that I don't agree with. Right. Right. And so when my son comes to my house, well, I do it over there. Why Mm -hmm. can't I do it here? Yeah. Right. There's an opportunity where I can say, well, because it's not right. Right. Like, or I, again, can be very judgmental Mm -hmm. or I can, I think when I have that, when we have that ability to be love, loving and compassionate, we can also say no. Right. Right. I love you. And no, my mm-hmm. favorite five words in the in the <laughs> entire universe, right? As a parent. Yeah. But here, this is why, and I'm going to hold to it, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that's a lot of the experience, especially when you're first navigating co-parenting. I don't know how you felt it, but it's like, they're having more fun over there oh, or, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all puppies and rainbows over there. And then it's, I'm, you know, the, I'm the hard house or I have to t- mm-hmm. toe the line. When we believe that we become really, we step into those roles. Mm-hmm. Like if we feel like if I thought my ex was just totally loosey goosey, then I'm like on my time, we got to tighten up the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like this pendulum that's going back and forth that our kids are just on. It's like one of those, uh, pirate ship rides at the carnival yeah. that just goes back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. Do we want our kids on that nauseous and disoriented all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's like, we got to get off that ride again and take responsibility for what we do have. And we can do that when we communicate clearly, like you, okay, maybe you eat a lot of sugar at that house. I actually don't live my life that way. Right. Like I choose to care for my bot, whatever it is, right. You can hold those values without tearing the other person down. Right. And your kid gets to witness both and then choose. Yes. Yes. True. So true. Okay. Let's talk about how your role as a mom changes Mm -hmm. when now you have to, you know, co-parent in different houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think the way that, um, 
I see it a lot of times it comes out. It's like, you feel like 50% of a parent now. Mm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. There's less time. Therefore I'm less of a mom. Right. Mm. I have less control. I have less access. I have less everything, Mm -hmm. right? Less time. And so when we have that mindset, when we're believing that we show up less than, right? Because we're so consumed by it. You know, I don't know about you, but so many of my clients, and I remember it, right? I was so um, devastated when my son would go away right? Mm -hmm. So consumed with the sadness. This shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't have to share him. It's not fair. It's not fair, right? So much anger. Mm -hmm. So I'd spend my time, right? In the early days, just keeping myself busy, buffering, probably too much partying, like all the things that I did to avoid. Mm -hmm. Well, what I did was I exhausted myself. I was running on fumes. I was angry beyond angry. And then when I would have time with my son, that's Mm -hmm. what I was giving him. Yeah. The angry, depleted, exhausted version of me. So then I'm feeling bad, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, now he's here. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing what I should be doing. So I was always on the other 50%, not present. So I'm thinking about a person listening to this Mm -hmm. and thinking, what is she talking about? if I believe that I have less time with my kid, then I'm going to like, it's the fact, you You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a fact, Mickey, that I have less time with my kid. What what do you, yeah. So talk, can you talk about that? Yeah. So it is true, right? In reality, it is true. What I'm talking about is a belief when I have a belief that I'm less than, right. And it's, it's starting to do the work of understanding I'm still the mom. Mm-hmm. No one is taking that away. Um, is it changing? Hundred percent, it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Are is are the dynamics different? Absolutely. Is the time different? Yes. So, okay, that is all the true facts. This, you know, the circumstance, the yeah. circumstances. Now, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to continue to focus on what I don't have? Mm-hmm. Do I want to continue to focus on the fact that it's not fair? Mm -hmm. And that it shouldn't be happening this way. Because when I do, again, I'm like sort of always split, but I'm never present. And so I think the work probably that you and I do is really starting to understand what is, right? What is happening? Mm -hmm. And then what do I have control over? My experience. (laughs) Yeah, my experience of it. And so I think the goal is to be the duality of everything, meaning I can be sad that I don't have hundred percent time with my kid mm-hmm. and I can still be present and make the most of what I do have. Yeah. Right. And I know that there, I mean, I have clients that don't have access to their children in the time that they don't have them. Mm-hmm. It is excruciating. I mean, that's the one thing that I tell moms is that, you know, they ask, and I'm sure they ask you, when will I feel better? Right. When yeah. will I be okay when my kids are gone? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I actually don't believe you are. Right. I don't actually believe that I should ever enjoy dropping my kid off on those days. I still don't like it, right? Because I'm a mom. We are wired biologically, physiologically to take care of our children. Yeah. 
So we're asking ourselves to do something that is like against our nature. But what I can do is realize the circumstances that I am in and how do I want to show up for that? I mean, I think it's interesting that, I mean, I, I have friends that would give anything to drop their kids off at someone else's house <laughs> for a week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, and, and, you know, I got to a place too, where it was like, I could enjoy. Oh, I do. Yeah. That free time. Of course. You know? right and yeah. be grateful. Um, yeah. So, but I think it's, it's, and I think to your point, that mom who's sitting there, who's mm-hmm. in the muck, right. Yeah. Who is weighed down. It's like quicksand, right. Who feels like she's never going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the way out is the shift in perspective. Yeah. The way and out it starts with just accepting the reality of the situation and not resisting it and thinking it should be any other way because it is, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What would you say are some basic like do's and don'ts of co-parenting? Number one, do take care of yourself. Mm. Figure out your priorities. And you are actually number one on the list because you can't pour from an empty cup. We've all heard that. There's a reason they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before assisting your child, right? Because if you're passed out, you can't put it on them. And so I think really learning how to set your priorities is a huge shift. I mean, we have a hot mess mom culture that I think, and then you add divorce on top of it and it is there is a lot happening there. So just do take care of yourself. Okay. So let me pause you there and just mm-hmm. let's talk about what does that even look like? What mm-hmm. does it look like to take care of yourself? Yeah. So I know everybody talks about self-love and you should love yourself and all of those things. And it's like, what, what the heck does that even mean? Right. I think that loving yourself means to intentionally fill yourself up to intentionally put fuel into you, right? It's like, if you start, go on a road trip, you wouldn't pack the car, get everybody in it and not fill up the tank Mm -hmm. and then run out of gas and then beat your car up on the side of the road, (laughs) screaming at it for running out of gas. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, right? Because it needs gas. We are just animals, right? We are souls living in an animal body on this experience, right? That animal body needs support. And so for me, I think it's about what do we need to do to actually care for ourselves, right? Sleep, Mm -hmm. go out on a walk, right? Um, Eat good food, drink water. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best ways to do it and what I work with clients a lot and I do in my own life, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, you know, when I feel that sort of rising tide in my body where I feel like I'm going to blow, just taking a breath, right? Just hand on your heart and one big, deep breath, and then ask, what do I need in this moment? Mm -hmm. Yes. I was just coaching. I had a group call last night and we were talking about that exact question and how it's so powerful to just stop and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And give yourself what you need. Yeah. And I think we, we complicate it and we think, well, I can't have everything I need. Right. Thinking it's this huge, big thing. Yeah. When we really ask, sometimes it's just asking the question, right. I need to be acknowledged. I need to be heard. 
Mm-hmm. I need a glass of water, mm-hmm. right? I well, yeah. Snack. So my client last <laughs> night was saying when she asked herself that question, she like went and changed in, out of her like itchy work clothes into something more comfortable. Yes. And then she was so so much better able to show up for her kid who was like whiny and, you know, yeah. you know, just doing that one thing of like changing her clothes was just one little thing that she needed in that moment. It wasn't yeah. everything. It wasn't Not like, <laughs> you know, like really what she wanted to do was to just like leave her kid and go to sleep. But changing into her pajamas was one little thing that was helpful. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's again, it's not changing everything. It's mm-hmm. changing. It's just giving yourself right. And it's building the muscle to get into the practice of doing it. It yeah. feels weird at first, right. But then you get into the practice of it. Um, I think the other, the other really important thing is to be very clear. And this is often easier with help. Um, I do have a little worksheet. If you want to include it, I'm happy to send it through, but learning to realign our expectations. Mm. If there is one thing that trips us all up in the world, it is expectations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And an expectation is simply a story that we have in our head of the way things quote unquote should be. Right. And it's so detailed. We know everything about the way that it should be, right? But yep. the problem with the expectation is they're rarely communicated and, right, we rarely even are aware that we have them. So mm-hmm. they're unconscious, they're unexpressed, and then they never get met. Right. Ever, <laughs> ever. Like it never happens, right? So yeah. those expectations that are playing in our head are really a huge source of conflict of suffering, Mm -hmm. right. Of continued drama. And so clearing up doing the con and it's a constant practice of expectations versus reality, Mm -hmm. because the more clear we can get there and then align our expectations towards what we actually want and is doable. That's, that is a huge move. Right. And I think that's part of that healing journey and, and part of creating a good relationship going forward mm-hmm. is creating a relationship that's based on reality. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you can't have expectations or you can't yes. make requests of your, of your ex, you know, yes. but don't, and, and, and I'll link to also my episode on the relationship manual, Oh, good, yeah. um, you know, is what we're talking about here is just, you can have those expectations, but don't hang your emotions mm-hmm. on whether or not Yes. Right? So yes. that's the distinction. Um, okay. I, I know I asked about do's and don'ts. Do you have yeah. any more? Okay. I do. Um, I think the other thing is there are often don'ts. Don't expect your ex to be emotionally supportive. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a friendship. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to receive their permission or approval or validation, Mm -hmm. right? Because as long as we are focused on those things, we're not showing up. Mm. We're not taking responsibility, right? right? We're waiting for something that frankly isn't theirs to give us anymore. Mm. What was it ever in the first place? Not really. Right. But I think when you're married, you kind of make that assumption, right? Yeah. And so um, it's again, sort of understanding what is this new relationship? What can I expect from it? And then 
seek out what you need support wise, create mm-hmm. a network of support, mm-hmm. right? Without assuming that they're going to do it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And I think the other things are always, you know, don't expect them to communicate the way you do. Mm-hmm. Don't expect them to parent the way that you do. Right. Even if you were married, it would still be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so I think it's really just the biggest do is do take responsibility for yourself. Do yeah. care for yourself. Right. Do show up and start to decide who it is you want to be. And that sound, that's a very big thing. And often it starts with deciding what you don't want in your life. Who mm-hmm. don't you want to be? Right. And then we start, it's deciding who we do want to be, deciding what kind of mom we want to be, who we want to be as a mom, making that declaration for ourselves, or at least getting the idea and then backfilling it with all the actions that support it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's the biggest do is get really, really clear. Yeah. On what you want long term and then start today the actions that can get you there. Yeah. And then of course, I always go back to the thoughts mm-hmm. that will fuel those actions. Um, you know, and one of them that just I'm thinking of right now is my kid or my kids are having the exact experience that they're supposed to have. Yeah. I mean, I I believe that, you know, and uh, because it is the experience they're having. So, so it's the one that they're supposed to have. And if that means, you know, there's different rules in the different houses and there or whatever, like it's all good. It's all just, we're just going to get through it and mm-hmm. yeah, not you fighting know, it every step of the way. Yeah. If there's one thing that we all could learn more of, you know, if we all understood that change change is inevitable, it's the only thing we're guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And actually, how well, quote unquote, you do in this life is how well you navigate change. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we're looking at co-parenting, when we're looking at transitions, right, we can look at it like you said, this shouldn't be happening. My kids shouldn't have to experience this. Or can you shift into a mindset, right? This is actually teaching them to navigate change. And how am I supporting that? Yeah. If I'm showing up to the transition, oh, sweetie P, you shouldn't have to go through (laughs) this. This is awful, right? Like it Mm -hmm. might feel loving in the moment, but it's telling your kid like this shouldn't be happening. Right. Right. So it's really, again, those sort of shifts into like you just said, the thoughts, what are the thoughts that are supporting it? And we start by believing who we want to become. And then when I say be, like, Mm -hmm. who are you being? Mm -hmm. Being always for me equals thinking, feeling, acting. It's like one thing, right? Uh And so we look at who are you being? And that is that it encompasses all of those things, right? Yeah. Yep. And they have to be aligned for us to really be that influence that we want to be in life. Yeah. This is so good. I, feel like I want to get onto a whole new topic, but I'm conscious of the time. <laughs> I know. Um, but maybe we'll have you back another time because since you have experience with like blended family and, um, you know, you mentioned in the beginning, like co-parenting with your new partner mm-hmm. 
And then co-parenting with your ex and his new partner. It's just Mm -hmm. so interesting. I haven't had that experience. So Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting to think about all the... We'll need like six hours. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But it's interesting. I mean, all the same stuff applies, I would imagine. Like just staying in your lane and like, you know, managing your yourself Mm -hmm. and how you want to show up and all of it. So yeah. Yeah. But... Well, thank lots, you. Lots to talk about. Yeah. So tell yeah. us, thank you. Um, tell us how we can find you and how we could, how people can work with you if they want to get coaching on this co-parenting stuff. Oh, thanks, Pam. I, um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram just at Mickey Gardner and it's my, the spelling of my name is M is in Mary, I K K I, uh, G A R D N E R. Um, that's also my website. So that's kind of easy. Mm -hmm. Um, but Instagram, I would say that's typically where I am. I work with clients one-to-one at this point, um, and really take that deep dive again, wanting to be a, uh, a part of their journey and really to, to be there to help support as they sort of rebuild, uh, relationships in themselves and post-divorce. So love it. All right. So everybody and go check out Mickey's podcast. Oh gosh. Thank you. Hello. Pam. Hello. <laughs> yes. I, I do have a podcast go parenting with confidence, um, that I just love. And, um, I hope to have you on, uh, soon. Yeah. So it's, um, just a lot of, uh, episodes about different topics around co-parenting and then interviews with some different experts. And so it's lots of fun. Cool. And I'll, of course, link to all of it in today's show notes. So go check that out. And thank you so much. I look forward to having more conversations with you. Me too. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.